0: Hello everybody, welcome back to History Every Day. Today is December 10th and this is episode number 163. And we're going to start off today by going to 1906, when U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt is awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for his role in the mediation of the Russo- Japanese War, becoming the first American to win the Nobel Prize in any field. Then in 1941 in World War II, the Royal Navy capital ships HMS Prince of Wales and HMS Repulse are sunk by Imperial Japanese Navy torpedo bombers near British Malays. And finally in 1948, the Human Rights Convention is signed by the United Nations. All right, everybody, let's get into it and let's see what we can learn today. On December 10th, 1906, a significant milestone was achieved in American history and diplomacy when President Theodore Roosevelt was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. This honor recognized his crucial role in mediating the Russo-Japanese War, making him the first American to win a Nobel Prize in any field. Roosevelt's mediation in the Russo-Japanese War was a demonstration of emerging American influence on the global stage. The war fought between Russia and Japan over territorial disputes in Manchuria and Korea had escalated into a costly and deadly conflict. Concerned about the broader implications of the war and the balance of power in East Asia, Roosevelt offered to mediate between the two nations. In 1905, representatives from Russia and Japan met in Portsmouth, New Hampshire for peace talks facilitated by Roosevelt's diplomatic efforts. His ability to negotiate and persuade both sides led to the signing of the Treaty of Portsmouth, which ended the war. Roosevelt's intervention was credited with preventing further escalation in the conflict and contributing to regional and global stability. On December 10, 1941, a significant naval event in World War II occurred when the Royal Navy, capital ships HMS Prince of Wales, and HMS Repulse were sunk by Imperial Japanese Navy torpedo bombers near British Malaya. This attack was a severe blow to the British Royal Navy and marked the first time a battleship and a battle cruiser were sunk solely by air power while at sea, signaling a shift in naval warfare. The HMS Prince of Wales and HMS Repulse were part of Force Z, dispatched to the Far East to deter Japanese expansion. The presence of these ships was intended to project protect British naval power and to defend British territories in the Southeast Asia. However, the absence of an accompanying aircraft carrier left them vulnerable to air attacks. The Japanese aircraft, launching from bases in French Indochina, carried out a coordinated assault against two capital ships. Despite valiant defensive efforts, both the Prince of Wales and the Repulse were hit multiple times by, by torpedoes and bombs. They sank within hours of the attack, resulting in the loss of over 800 sailor, sailors. The sinking of these ships had far reaching implications. It underscored the vulnerability of traditional battleships against air power, highlighting the changing dynamics of naval warfare. This event also demonstrated the effectiveness of coordinated aerial assaults. And the importance of air superi- superiority in naval battles. On December 10, 1948, the United Nations General Assembly adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the UDHR. This document, a milestone in human history, was the first to articulate the fundamental human rights that are universally protected. The UDHR was drafted in response to the atrocities of World War II, with the aim of ensuring that such violations of human dignity would never occur again. Under the chairmanship of Eleanor Roosevelt, the declaration was developed by an international committee representing a diverse range of cultural and legal backgrounds. The declaration consisted of 30 articles, detailing rights and freedoms to which every human being is entitled. These include civil and political rights, like the right to life, liberty, and freedom of expression, as well as economic, social, and cultural rights, such as the right to education, work, and social security. The UDHR was groundbreaking in its assertion that these rights apply universally, regardless of race, religion, nationality, or any other status. Although the UDHR is not a legally binding document, it has had a profound influence on the development of international human rights laws. It has inspired more than 60 human rights instruments that together constitute an international standard of human rights. These include binding treaties like the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights and the International Covenant on Economic, Social and Cultural Rights. Thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of History Every Day. I hope you all have a great rest of your day today. And if you get the chance, please rate the podcast on Apple and Spotify and give us a follow. And I will see you all tomorrow for some more history fun.